0: Welcome to the Creating from the Inside Out Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about what it means to embrace our unique and creative selves, how we can do it, how I've learned that by embracing our creative selves and our own uniqueness, we can empower all of us. As part of this, I share how my path of embracing my unique and creative self has changed over the years, how it worked when I first started doing it, what it looks like today, and how I'm learning to do it more and more every day in the midst of the ups and downs of daily life and all that's going on in the world. And in this podcast, I share how by embracing and empowering my unique and creative self, My work, my art, and ultimately my life has changed for the better, and yours can too. So join me as we go on this journey of embracing and empowering our unique and creative selves together. Welcome back to the Creating from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about what my black cat teaches me about creativity. So let's dive right into this. First of all, I really shouldn't say my black cat, implying that I only have one because I don't. I have three solid black cats among other cats that have black in them as well, but three solid black cats. And they're not the only black cats I've ever had in my life. I mean, I've had, um, oh, I had probably two or three black cats uh, growing up as a kid. I had a black cat in, uh, for a period of time in college, um, sadly one that I got from the SPCA and he, he died shortly after I adopted him. He must've had some kind of serious illness or, or or something already. Um, that's what they, they found, but I've had black cats (laughs) and, um, I want to talk today about the most recent one that we got. And, um, Let's see, so this guy. So we had, um, oh, I forgot my other black cat too. Oh my gosh, okay. So first of all, let me just tell you a little bit about my cat history. Um, so I had cats as a kid and then um, and then no cats for a while, and then I had a couple cats um, in college, and then, um, and then, no cats for a while. And then in my post-college days, when I kind of had my career going and whatever, I, I got, um, first one cat, a black cat, and then another cat, a gray and white. And then I had them. And then we moved from the San Francisco Bay area to Philadelphia after, um, my dad died to be closer to my mom. This is before I had kids. And, um, we'd been trying to get pregnant. And uh, we ended up, um, I had a bunch of miscarriages and I ended up going through infertility treatment. And oh my gosh, lots of stuff was going on. But after one of the miscarriages, um, it was just really tough. And we had bought our first house um, that we had, you know, we're owning. And um, we had three bathrooms. Um, It was this big old house that needed like renovation. And um, it had three, three and a half bathrooms, actually. And I saw this sign one day that said, you know, foster a litter of kittens if you have an extra bathroom. And I was like, well, that's me. We have extra bathrooms. It was just my husband and I. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I'll foster a litter of kittens. Yeah, well, that didn't go so well, because we ended up fostering them and adopting them. And it was four cats. Um, It was two two Calicos and two solid blacks, and they're all long hair. We still have them, and they are now, what are they? Almost 17 um, years old, and they're all alive except for the one Calico. So I had those two long-haired black cats. Prior to that, um, I had had the two cats I had before. One was black and one was gray and white. So at one point we had three black cats. And then, um, and then the the two water cats died, so I lost one of the solid black cats. We just had the four cats that had been kittens that now were getting older, and we knew that at some point, um, they were all gonna, you know, be elderly cats at the same age because they were litter mates. They were all the same age, and so the idea of having four cats potentially get sick around the same time or transition seemed really hard. So we just, I kind of thought, well, let's get a kitten now and that way we'll have a younger cat um, as well. And you can't just get one kitten, you have to get two. So I was trying to look for cats to foster because I really loved the fact that in starting to foster and then adopt, we really bonded with our cats um, because we had them when they were two and a half weeks old. And, um, and so I started to look, we were living in California and um, I started to look for cats that we could foster and I couldn't find any um, that kind of like worked. Um, I don't know. There were all these just like different rules with fostering and adopting and whatever than what we had experienced before so we ended up going to the san francisco um animal control and it turns out that there were three cats that were available for adoption not for foster but they were you know i think they were eight weeks old um so we went to see them and um one of them was solid black one was like a black and white tuxedo and one was a tabby and they were all like looked like they were likely to be long-haired and we have the, the other cats we have are long hairs and I, I really I've had both um and I love all cats but I kind of like kind of wanted another long-haired cat so we had gone to see these and So we're like, okay, we'll go check them out. There was also another litter of kittens that was another option. So I'm like, between them, probably we'll find something. So we go there. And um, the other litter, I don't know, for whatever reason, somebody was interested in them, and we just didn't click as much or whatever. So we just kind of didn't think anything of it. But the, 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 the other litter was the tabby cat, the black cat, and the black and white cat. And it ended up that um, the black, solid black cat came right up to me and just kind of like, I don't know, I felt a connection with him. Um, But, you know, we already had these two black cats, solid black cats with long hair without a single white marking. And I had had a black cat before that, um, the very first one that I'd gotten as an adult. And so I was like, you know, maybe it's cool to get, to consider if we're getting two kittens the 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 other ones so we made the decision we were going to adopt two of these three kittens and um we were gonna we thought well we'll just take the the black and white one and the tabby and um and i tried not to think about the third brother because my husband was like we can get two and that's it Well, thank goodness for my kids, because we go downstairs to do the adoption papers. And my boys said, we can't leave the other brother. And I was like, my voice of reason, um, because my heart was saying the same thing. But my voice of reason, being a parent, pretending like, you know, I knew what I was talking about it was like, well, he'll get an he'll get a good home with somebody else. I mean, most cats don't get to stay with their siblings, I and mean, he'll be fine and blah, 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 whatever. My kids wouldn't let it go. They're like, No, no, we have to we can't leave him. We have to get him and I was like, kind of secretly, deep down, not even aware of it, but kind of feeling the same way. Um, so we go up to my husband and we're like, we need to get the third one too, the black one. And my husband was like, what? And uh, long story short, we came out with the three kittens, the three boys, including the solid black one. And it's funny because I have a video from when we were driving back home um, from the San Francisco Animal Control. We lived in the East Bay, which is across the bay. So it was a bit of a drive. We had this like long drive home. And um, we had three kittens in there. And the one, I took a video of them as we're driving. And the one that was awake the entire time connecting with me was the black one, the solid black one. The other two kind of like were just kind of sacked out, you know, it was like a big day, right? Like they had been taken out of their pen and you know whatever put in a box and we were like driving and then they'd conked out they were asleep except for the solid black one the solid black one um he he's so funny and this is the point of my episode today is he has what I call (laughs) flair he's the funniest cat. He has kind of shorter legs. Um, it turns out that he has this like one white whisker. He didn't when he was younger, but now he does like pure white the whole way. So it's, it's, it's interesting because he's not fully black now because he has this white whisker. But other than that, he's black like the other ones. Um, Which really is kind of like a dark, 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 dark brown it's like they have these brownish red undertones but they're all black and long hair um this guy he has flair and what i mean by that is that he he doesn't just like if he's sitting down and then he goes to get up he doesn't just get up and walk away he kind of like does like these like pirouette things and he's now um what is he five four something like that he's not a kitten anymore Um, but he still does it he this is the way he does things he has flair he doesn't ever just do something he has flair in all that he does now front paws out and his back paws out and like just his belly is out there and he is he's also um he's also a cat that we his name is Tyson and he's also a cat that when he comes on your lap you you basically stop what you're doing because if he comes on your lap it's like I don't know it's this great privilege and it's this great honor and you just want you just kind of want to stop and honor him um he just he has this flair and he has this sense and when he comes to me and he lays with me, it's it's almost like I feel like there's this healing quality that I experience from him. It's amazing. And so you might be like, okay, this is really great, Michelle, but what does this have to do with empowerment? What does this have to do with creativity? Well, this cat, is always teaching me about being unique and embracing my uniqueness which I believe is really um, so tied into creativity that's why this is the title of this podcast is embracing and empowering your unique and creative you know self because they go hand in hand and this is what this cat shows me all the time so here he is you know he's a black cat we've had a lot of black cats we almost like didn't bring him home because he was yet another black cat and there's so many black cats in the world right and so many people that can't tell the difference between one black cat to another you know um they're like well how do you even our other two black cats they would be like they're both long hair how can you tell which one's which well i can obviously tell which one's which they look they look really different one has a certain shape of face and the other one has a different one and then this third one is very different as well And this is my point is like my black cat, but also all my black cats teach me about creativity and uniqueness. And it's funny because I just said that black cats are kind of like very common, or there are a lot of them, and it's hard to tell them apart. But that's to me what I think is so amazing because. Every single one of my black cats has always shown me what is so unique about them. What is so unique about them? Our one black cat, the older ones that we have, he's he, he's like, um. he kind of like has this paternal figure. He's like, nothing phases him. He's always very gentle but yet you don't want to cross him. Um, he's he can be like a tough nugget if anybody you know um, especially when he were younger when he was younger if any other cat came up to him, he didn't put up with anything but he also never started any fights. It's like he's just he's like fully in his own power and always is aware of it. Um, the other long-haired black cat that's his sibling, is um he's very quirky and he's very sensitive and he's always like he kind of turns his head when you talk to him and and he's always like very inquisitive and he's always kind of like curious about things um he has a sweetness he's always been the one that's been really welcoming to all the other cats and he he's very different from his brother and both of them are very different from the the black the newest black cat we have which we got is also as a kitten that came with the tabby and the tuxedo cat who has this flair. he is very different You know, he, like I said, he has this flair. He doesn't ever just turn and move away. He's, he like does these like hops and these jumps and these pirouettes and whatever, no matter what, like all the time, not even when he's playing just, just to move from place to place. It's just what he does. It's like, he's got this like built in flair. It's like, that is him. That is who he is. And the reason I'm talking about this in relationship to all these black cats is you know, to other people, it's like, well, they're just black cats. All three of those are long haired black cats. How are they different? But they are. They're all very unique. And they're all unique in their own way. And they're all their own kind of personal selves and their own personal uniqueness encased in what looks like this sameness of this common black cat look of law and they happen to be long-haired black cats but they they be their own uniqueness regardless of that and i find this you know relates to me and relates to our creativity and our uniqueness because what about us right like we're all people we're we're one of you know a race of we're well we're humans we're people and we there are many of us on this planet right and whether we're a man or a woman um there are many of those and you know There's a lot of things we have in common with lots of other people on this planet, you know. Um, We may have similar interests and we may have similar, you know, hair color and eye color and, and places where we live and whatever. And yet, and yet, we are very unique. Just like these cats are unique. I I know I've had a lot of cats, I've been around a lot of cats. I know there is no other um, cat that is the same as any other cat. Just like there's no other person that's the same as any other person. Um, But my point with this black cat thing is that it can look like that, right? It can look like because they don't have any unique markings, and they seem like they're the same, that they should be the same, you just lump them in as being the same. And I feel like, you know, this is so much of what culturally we, we kind of like do or we're encouraged to do is like you know follow the path of other people do what other people are doing you know somebody shows you that you know somebody is doing something and it's successful oh do the same thing they're doing and you'll get the same results but what about your own uniqueness what about your own self being different I really believe that when we empower ourselves we empower and embrace that which is completely unique to us not that which is you know the same as everybody else i mean there is a time to see the and celebrate the things that we have in common with other people right that 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 can be a really wonderful feeling to be like oh yeah you know i'm Other people are experiencing the same thing or going through the same thing and I can feel connected to them because of that. And that's really cool. And that can be helpful and empowering, you know, to kind of like feel that connection, feel that similarity. But ultimately, we're individual and we're unique and we are unique creations through our, what is, been the life experiences we've had what it is our heart and our soul loves and likes and is drawn to and and you know what is it that that we think or we prefer or we choose um, all of those things make up what is unique and I find that the more that we learn to embrace that the more that I've learned to embrace that within myself, you know, to embrace what makes me unique and see that and celebrate it, the more empowered I feel. And also, to be honest, the more I create things in the world um, by sharing you know my perspective or sharing my skills my unique skills or you know the the version in which I do things or whatever it it contributes to the world more right like because it's something different it's something different that could benefit somebody else And I find that when we can do this, um, it it really helps with our art. I mean, right? I mean, there's nothing like being an artist and just if you're doing the same thing as everybody else is doing, you know? I mean, maybe that's cool. I don't know. It doesn't work for me because I feel like what makes somebody, if somebody wants to buy something that I've created or or have something that I've created, it's because it's special to them. It's something that they can't just. It's not just a commodity. And so when we can tune into our own uniqueness and our own creativity is part of that, you know, or our creativity um, is an expression of that. It benefits us in so many ways. It benefits us, and I believe it benefits the world in so many ways. And who doesn't want that? But it's not something that is always easy to do. As a matter of fact, it can be very hard. Um, It's not something that uh, a lot of people are really encouraging us to do. You know, um, the unspoken people might be like, oh, go to the beat of your own drum. But there's a lot of unspoken messages culturally for us in our world that are like, that's scary. Don't go that way. You know, do what's known, do what's safe. But I've found in my life that the more that I embrace my own uniqueness that is what drives my creations my creations that are different my creations that are unique and there's tremendous value in that and so I celebrate my my black cats all looking the same on the outside, but they are so not the same. I celebrate them for the uniqueness that they all illustrate and the reminder that they give me of honoring and valuing and giving myself permission to explore and express my own uniqueness. Because I find that it serves me and it empowers me in the most significant ways. And so I will end on that note until the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Creating from the Inside Out Embracing and Empowering Our Unique and Creative Selves podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or resonated with what I talked about, or you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe to not miss any upcoming episodes. You can also share this information with anyone who also might resonate or benefit from this material. To learn more about my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E W-A-L-D-O dot com.